Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Alex here, and you're listening to another episode of the Market Adventures podcast. I want you to know that investing is not an easy concept for most of us to understand. And to make matters worse, options trading is even harder. That's why I've created a beginner's course on options trading. There I give you three strategies you can use today, and I hold your hand all the way through the learning process. Go to stockcourses.co and use the code 123 to get 50% off. That's stockcourses.co code one two three to get 50 percent off so you can start learning how to trade options today now in this episode we're going to talk about what a stock market bubble means and how to invest in one stay tuned This bubble talk, this bubble conversation, uh, a few times because it's it's so relevant. I mean, coming out of this pandemic, this market has been just heating up out of control for the last, I'd say, 13 to 14 months. So the answer is yes and no. I mean, yes, because prices are really inflated and people are more willing to spend now than they were pre-pandemic. There's a lot of money loose because of all these government programs. I mean, some people don't even want to go back to work because they're making more money on unemployment than they did when they were working. That said, that speaks to you how much money's in the market. And when there's a lot of money available, that increases supply of money. And with more supply of money, that decreases the value of each individual dollar. Now, Investopedia defines a bubble as an economic cycle that is characterized by the rapid escalation of market value, particularly in the price of assets driven by exuberant market behavior. This fast inflation is followed by a quick decrease in value or a contraction that is sometimes referred to as a crash or a bubble burst. Now, prices are inflated. Check. Uh, Was it rapid? Check. And was there exuberant and is there exuberant market behavior? Check. Now, the last part uh, in this is the definition is rapid contraction. This is the part that might not happen, not unless there's a major global event like we saw uh, with COVID, right? Like a war, some kind of, again, it has to be a global event that really affects America, something to do with oil supply, Russia. There has to be some kind of major global event to throw us off this this um, rapid trajectory upwards. Uh, there There's a difference between the crashes and the market bubbles of the past and this 
inflationary uh, uh, period that we're in, right? There's a key difference. And here it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The difference this time in, in bubble talk, right, in that realm is that all the money that's being poured into the market is being spread out than in previous bubbles. I mean, when we saw the stock market bubble, a lot of money was going into the stock market and boom, it bursted. We saw the real estate bubble. A lot of money was going into real estate and boom, it bursted uh, or it burst. <laughs> uh, but we have right now we have real estate going, we have the stock market going higher, and we have the crypto market going higher, right? They're taking on an inflow of excess cash that wasn't the crypto market didn't even exist back in the time of these other markets, right? So not only is real estate taking on a lot of this money and the equity market or the stock market is taking on a lot of this money, but now there's a third player in there that's dividing up the pressures of these dollars that are in excess in the market right now. Right. Like I said, previously, the interest was really concentrated in those one or two locations with the crypto market. um, And again, this is my opinion. I believe that this bubble could keep getting bigger and bigger a while longer before any air gets let out. Right. Obviously, the market, when it gets too hot, has to slow down a bit. But for a a uh, textbook correction, I'm not really seeing. Um, much coming sooner. Again, I can't predict the future, but just based on the idea of a bubble and what we've seen in the past and what we now see in the future with this type of um, inflationary pressure. And even Federal Reserve uh, Reserve Chair uh, Chairman Powell said yesterday in his conference, right, a lot of this uh, price rate rising, right, inflation in the stock market and in real estate is due to supply disruptions, Right. The the there's this is clear if you look at the commodity pricing, especially of like lumber, right? That you use to build houses, and look at real estate prices. We have lumber is more expensive to buy than ever, and real estate prices are also higher. Well, it takes wood to build, so that just makes sense. The the more it costs to build, the more expensive new builds are going to be. The higher the uh, valuation of homes go. It almost, I mean, more people are willing to hold on to their homes or jack up the prices above um, the, the, the market value of the house. So, I mean, if people are holding on, you know, people are marking up the price and that's going to raise the overall aggregate prices of homes. With the stock market, obviously, the stock market is just not a home, but it's running up and people haven't been taking profits yet. Right? We haven't seen any mass profit taping. We've seen them here and there, some block trades here and there. But people are really holding some of these trades for the long term or are just continuing to put money in. Right? They're not as afraid as they were in the past with these uh, high prices. right? So uh, what does this mean for buying stocks? Should you buy or should you not buy? Uh, here's what I'm doing. Uh, my long-term portfolio is always getting a bi-weekly drip. Right? Every paycheck I get, I put away 10% into stocks and another 10% 
into a stock portfolio for my son and my daughter. So I'm still buying, but uh, these stocks that I'm willing to buy, I'm also willing to hold for the next 10 years. So I'm not buying anything that should the market correct tomorrow, that the stocks that I'm buying, uh, I envision their their companies going under in the next 10 years. Right? This correction that will or will not come, you know, whether it happens tomorrow or 10 years from now, I don't envision these companies going under the next 10 years. So those are companies that I'm buying, right? So even if there is a crash, uh, it won't affect my portfolio as it will maybe if I had bought some other stocks that maybe aren't as strong, right? So uh, I'm also buying some underpriced growth stocks. So I'm using the three-year chart to try to identify some stocks that are underpriced with a lot of growth potential, and even some newer stocks that just IPO'd or just got listed that are not underpriced, but are cheaper than they've been in a while. And I, I see some buying uh, pressure, right? buying action after a while, after it's been consolidated for a while. So, I mean, I'm looking for some uh, discounts, even though it's hard to find discounts in this kind of market. So, like I said, a majority of my purchases in the stock market right now are going towards my long-term portfolio, uh, dividend or... Um, Strength with a little bit of growth exposure, like AT&T, right? Very strong company, dividends, and it's got potential for growth, right? So I'm making sure that the 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 uh, range with it with which I'm willing to buy stocks is being uh, brought down. Now I'm willing to trade a lot of companies, but my willingness to buy stocks has been uh, minimized uh, because of this run up. Now I'm exposed to crypto. But I'm keeping those investments also much smaller than stocks. Because, yes, there's a great uh, deal of value in crypto and there's an increased potential for gain in this kind of market when you're exposed to crypto. But like I said, I'm, I'm thinking with this type of market, with so many prices inflated, I want to buy something that I'm not worried about 10 years on the line. Now, am I worried about crypto 10, 10 years on the line? No. Do I think crypto is going to keep growing? Yes. But it doesn't have the track record of a Coca-Cola or an AT&T, right? Crypto doesn't have a track record of a company that I can set it and forget it. So I do have exposure to crypto. I do I do own cryptocurrencies. But uh, a majority of, my, of anything that I'm buying right now, again, is going into that long-term portfolio. Uh, I am, however, putting 10% of my paycheck into a crypto-backed savings account. Now, you might say, well, you're not buying crypto. Why are you getting this savings account? Well, the savings account does offer me a bit of protection, um, but also, I mean, it's giving me an 8.6 return, right? So I get an 8.6 return on this crypto back savings account where the Bitcoin goes up or down. Now, if they change their rates, fine, but it's also a good place to put my money to shelter it. So I'm still investing in crypto uh, just on the other side of it. Right, so that's why. So, like I said, I mean, ten percent goes to my long-term portfolio. While I'm buying companies that are going to last at least ten years with some growth exposure, and ten percent goes to my son and my daughter. Ten uh, percent goes into this crypto back savings account, right? And then I put some money into uh, Robinhood just to play around with. So, uh, I, I'm definitely, definitely still investing. I'm definitely, definitely still trading options. I've got a couple options contracts out right now that are doing. Doing relatively well, but in this kind of market, like I said, I'm I'm trading 
options. I'm swing trading short, short term. And I'm buying companies that are going to be long, last longer than any potential uh, correction to come. So that's how I'm investing in, in this type of uh, frothy uh, and, and potentially overvalued market. Cash, 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 right? That's the key. Now, cash doesn't mean physical dollars. I just mean having money to take advantage of opportunities as they reveal themselves, right? I do have, uh, you saw, you heard me say 10%, 10%, 10%. That's 30% off the top, but there's another 70% that within that I'm maintaining in, in cash, right? These high prices don't mean you can't buy assets, right? You can certainly buy because nobody can tell you that we're at a top, right? I won't even pretend to try to tell you that there's a top. But having some reserves ready it is still good, right? Still investing some money. Just shift around the portfolio a little bit. Shift the amount you're willing to invest and the amount you're willing to save to have ready if there's an opportunity. Like if there's a real estate and a stock market crash, I would I would love that because the money that I have saved, right, that's 70% that I'm not putting into the markets, that allows me to take advantage of that opportunity if it does come, right? So, again, those reserves are really key right now. Now, I, I, I did, like I said before, release an options course, right? If you're wondering what kind of options that I have on right now, I have a couple put options, uh, Intel, I have one on Apple that I'm going to get killed on tomorrow, but that's okay. I have HD, and I have a lot of time on these options because, as you know, uh, expiration is a big deal when it comes to options trading. So if you're not in options yet, you can get it my course on sale for 50% off for this week only using code 123 at stockcourses.co, right? Click on the options course, put in code 123, and you get 50% off, and you get those three trading strategies that you can start using today to make money in options. This has been your host, Alex Cunningham, saying be well. And remember, as you begin searching for answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Adventure.